Hey everybody, and welcome back to Let's Get Real. I'm your host, Lady Agatha. And tonight, I wanted to talk to you guys just about learning to evolve, or ways to evolve. How about that? Ways to evolve and slash loving air signs, right? Because I was on Twitter today, and a lady, um, I follow spiritual Twitter, um, not black Twitter. So it's a lot of tarot, tarot, tarot readers. Oh my goodness. A lot of tarot readers, numerologists, astrologers. And, um, this one lady posted that about how it's difficult loving an air sign. And so I just commented because I do understand, but it's just to give, you know, let people know that you know, it, it takes patience. It really does. <laughs> because an unevolved air sign, um, we love logically, mentally. Everything we do is logical, honestly, including love, which might not be such a great trait. And honestly, I feel that trait is, is um, an unevolved trait. Because once we become mature, especially emotionally mature, um, we understand that we have to feel these emotions and feel with our heart to truly love someone the way that they deserve, right? And for us even to receive the love that we deserve. And so... Um, you know, I spoke on that that was an unevolved trait, but once we become evolved, it is something different. It's a different kind of love. Um, you know, we now understand what it takes and what it means to love someone, to truly love someone. And now, so I made this comment and honestly, I didn't think, of course, I made a comment, I didn't think it would be as popular as it was um not like i'm trending popular but just you know a lot of retweets likes comments shit of that nature and so i had a young lady that asked me how is it that you evolve or that you can evolve and i told her it's about Being self-aware. Oh, lost it. But being self-aware. And of course, being self-aware is pretty much self-explanatory. Just being aware of, you know, your behaviors, your reactions, actions, just who you are in general, right? Um, Example, I, what was that? 20... 18, right? I had a very life-changing situation happen. And I had gotten a tarot. I had gotten a reading by Boots Tarot. And I asked, you know, I was just asking him, you know, was this move I was about to make, was this a good move? And, you know, he said, yeah, it was, but he could pick up, you know, it was, he could pick up on the entire situation, right? Just the energy around it, because I got in a car accident, lost my car, which meant I had to move. I lost my apartment and I was having to move in with a coworker who was just a coworker, right? I don't really know this lady, not like that. And so I'm like, is this a good move or whatever? And he kept saying that um you know that he was like you're just so calm because of course anyone else in the situation myself included would be in a panic would be worried stressed out right and I wasn't it was really weird because that whole 
situation was weird. I was not, you know, stressed or anything. Not too much. When the car accident happened, you know, you'd be pissed when you're in a car accident. I wasn't even mad. It was just like, well, shit happens. You know <laughs> That's how it was. But anyway, he just noticed how I wasn't, you know, stressed and worried. And I told him, no, because if I let myself worry, it's going to lead to anxiety attacks. And then, of course, that leads to other issues, right? Because um, my anxiety will have me up all night, has my blood pressure sky high, heart pounding, just it's not good. So, you know, I did my best. To not allow myself to worry. And he mentioned how self-aware I was. And that, you know, a lot of people aren't. Anywho, back to now. Um, And so I told the young lady, like, you have to be self-aware and realize your actions. And not be afraid to confront yourself in a way. Right? Because when you're sitting with yourself alone in the quiet. Whether you're meditating with the eyes closed, your legs crossed in the own, or, you know, your meditation music or whatever. Or if you're just sitting alone in your room, in the quiet, no phone, no music. Your eyes are open, you're looking around, but you're in thought. You have to be honest with yourself. You're confronting yourself because you're sitting down with yourself and you're saying, Hmm. Especially if it's a, a either a way you're feeling or if a situation happened and you didn't like the way it went down or you think you could have handled you personally could have handled it better in that moment. You sit with yourself and you go over the situation, you go over yourself and how you felt in that moment. And you say, okay, I could have handled that different, right? I could have handled that better. How could I have handled that better? And it's like, okay, instead of having, instead of just reacting, you know, because sometimes you just react. You really didn't hear what the other person said. You just reacted. So you say, okay, well, next time I will sit and I will listen. And then I will respond and not react. And I um, use the examples of me with my um, twin and the emotional outbursts I used to have, which I believe I spoke about in a previous podcast. Um, episode and I would have these outbursts right and I was self-aware enough to know that it was wrong right like because at the, at, at a certain point it's like bitch you crazy you sound crazy anyway you acting crazy right so I knew that it wasn't the best reaction but then when I sat and had a conversation with my twin and he told me how it made him feel like he had done something wrong it of course made me go oh Right, Because I'm not necessarily thinking of the impact that it has on him. I just know how I feel and I know I need to get this shit out, right? He, um, you know, it made him feel like he had done something wrong. Like he would have, he would, it made him question himself, right? And this is not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to make him feel bad or or, or make him feel like he did something wrong or question himself and him, you know, how he's operating. 
So when he told me that, now I got to go, go back to the drawing board, right? I go back and sit with myself. Um, I have no problem sitting with myself at all. I, I really, really don't. I have no problem doing that. Because it allows me time to process. With me being in their sign, everything is mental. Everything is logical. So I have to sit and process what happened. Because when I'm in the moment, you know, I do, I do allow, you know, sit and listen and respond. But still, sometimes I go back and it's like, I missed something. You know, it's like um, when you watch a movie the first time and then you go back and you watch it again and you miss something. And you're like, I didn't see that the first time. And then you go back and watch it third, fourth, fifth, sixth time. And every time you watch it, you see something that you didn't see the first time you watched it. And you're like, well, how the fuck did I miss that? That's what it's like when you're self-aware and when you sit with yourself in meditation, when you sit with yourself in thought. That's what it's like. So, like I said, I I didn't think that I was, what I was doing was affecting him in this way. I'm just thinking he think I'm crazy on the other end, right? No, it's affecting him. And I don't like that. So now I have to find a healthy outlet for these emotions because the emotions aren't going to change. These emotions are going to remain here and these emotions are going to still be intense at the end of the day so now I have to find a healthy outlet right because I still need to get that out I still need to get these emotions out so I said okay there's journaling Right, you can journal, write it all down because sometimes it doesn't necessarily require that you even have to incorporate the other person into what's going on with you, right? Because one way is journaling, the other way is talking with the person. So, for me, instead of harping on how I'm feeling or any expectations that I have, I go to him and I express this to him in the moment. I do not let it fester because when it festers, it's a million times worse than what it actually was. Um, and sometimes I just write it down. Same as journaling, right? Except it's not in my journal. It's not in a book that I keep with me at all times. It is just like if I'm at work and say I just wake up and because literally I can wake up and just be in a mood. Um, whether it be the feelings or literally be a mood, you know how you wake up and you just in a bad mood from the moment you wake up, you don't want a motherfucker to say shit to you, that kind of thing. Or if I'm just overwhelmed with everything that's going on, the emotions are too intense. So if I'm like at work, I'll write it down on a notepad and, um, because I just need to get it out, right? I'm not crazy about journaling. I do have journals. But I don't know. I don't know. It's something about journaling. I think it's it, it goes back to when I was younger and I had a diary. And my grandmother found my diary and she went through my diary. And y'all, literally, when she told me that after our conversation, because, of course, I had said something about, you know, grandma getting on my nerves in the diary. Um, right after that, I threw the diary out, like literally threw it in the garbage. I was done with it. Fuck it. Because. My thoughts on paper aren't safe, apparently. You know what I'm saying? My inner, most personal thoughts aren't safe on paper. 
because you have people that snoop. So therefore, I never wanted to keep a diary ever again after that. Especially as a child. And so as an adult right now, it's I don't I don't know. Journaling just does not sit right with me. Although it does come in handy, right? It's not for me, but that doesn't mean it's not for you. Some people love journaling, right? They're like, ow, sorry, my arm popped. Ow, if you heard that, that was my arm. Um, I don't know if anyone has seen the movie Vacation. It is like a, a spinoff of the... Um, those National Lampoon movies with Chevy Chase. Um, it's the son grown all grown up with his own family going on vacation. So anyway, his oldest son loved to journal. And he had several different journals. He had the journals for emotions, the journal for this and that. He literally had like several different journals. <laughs> he loved to journal. So some people love to journal. Journal, I'm... I, it kind of makes me scratch my brain sometimes. I don't know. I think that's a personal thing. Anywho, there's journaling. Um, like I said, sometimes I just write it down when I'm at work because it just needs to come out. Oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. That was almost, it was like a sneeze and a yawn all at the same time. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Kind of reminded me of the burp snark. <clears throat> I'm sorry I'm giving all these movie references, being distracted. Um, if you don't know what a burp snark is, what's it, a burp snark? Something like that. It's from Adam Sandler, Grown Ups. So when you burp, fart, and sneeze at the same time. <laughs> and, um, mm such a kid when it comes to that right that tickles my soul anywho um you can just write it down if you're not necessarily into journaling like you have a whole journal book you know where you write down all your emotions I literally just write it down and I tear it up and throw it away and I feel so much better because some things that I'm feeling even though I'm feeling, I'm feeling it about him, I don't have to actually involve him. You understand what I'm saying? And then there are some things that I do need to involve him in if um, it's, I'm feeling some kind of way. So one time he stood me up. It's the one and only time. One and only time. But he stood me up. And... You know, I was angry. I was so, I was on fire. My soul was on fire because honestly, that's a pet peeve of mine. It really, really is. Um, but I told him, I sent a text message and I was like, listen, don't ever do that again. I don't like it. It's a pet peeve. I understand if you are not able to make it, shit happens. But please let me know if you are unable to make it. You don't have to explain why you can't make it. None of that. Just tell me that you can't make it, okay? Because if you tell me we're doing something, I'm sitting here waiting on you. I haven't made any other plans, you know, and I'm waiting on you. I'm expecting you to come up, you know, to pull up and then I don't hear from you. That pisses me smooth off. And I told him, I couldn't even hold that in. I told him, I said, listen, don't ever do that shit again to me. Now you might can pull that shit off with other people, but not with me. Don't ever do that with me ever again. You know what I'm saying? I had to express that. So some things you do need to go to the source and have this conversation. Um, you know, I told him, I was like, I'm really mad at you. 
I don't want to be mad at you, but I'm pissed. It, that's a twin flame thing. It's really, really funny because when they fuck up, you know, um, you are pissed. But for me, anyway, I'm pissed, but I know I'm going to forgive you. But in this moment right here, right now, I'm pissed. And I don't want to be. But I do know that you are already forgiven. It's weird. I know. Um, so... Those are some ways that I changed my behavior. And mm, excuse me. Thanks. Like I feel something. Okay. Um Well, and then that goes into the second part because I was going to say, then another young lady said, well, what are some, how, what, like, what, what did she say? How, what were my ways or something? Or how did I learn? (laughs) It's like, you just, it's really trial and error, but mainly you have to sit with yourself and learn and, and, and examine yourself, right? And your ways and your behaviors. You have to learn, you have to, to look at these things and examine them. Like I said, and it's like watching a movie and you're like, oh shit, I didn't see that before. I didn't think of it that way at that time. But now, because you do change. Change is inevitable. I don't care what anyone says. Change one way or another is inevitable. Um... Don't be afraid of your thoughts. And I know a lot of people have trauma, you know, whether it's sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental, emotional. Um, Whether... uh, You know, the different traumas. Sorry, I zoned out. Ooh, that's a habit I have. <laughs> um, and you know, they may make things really hard. They may make it really hard to sit with yourself alone. And that's okay. If you need to talk to somebody, whether it be a friend, counselor, therapist, mediator, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. But you need to get that shit out. You need to release it because nine times out of 10, you will find out that because of those traumas, this is why you are the way you are now. This is why you react the way you do. This is why you are guarded the way you are. This is why, you know, A, B, and C, why you do things the way that you do. But that doesn't make it right. If that makes sense. When people, okay. I've always had this thing. Sorry for the long pause. I was truly thinking. Um, When. For me, when I see a person. That can't sit still. Like literally can't sit still. They just always on the go like just constant 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 to me that says you you don't want to sit with yourself you can't be alone with yourself you sit with yourself too long you're gonna cry you're gonna start to feel all those feelings from your traumas 
growing up or whatever trauma you've experienced up until this very point in your life. It's a trauma response, as they say. And I felt that way even before I these terms, trauma wounds and all that. That's always said that to me. It's like, damn, you can't even sit alone with yourself for five minutes. Like, literally, there's some people like that who cannot sit still for even five minutes. Like, quietly. It's always go, 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 go. And it's like, what are you running away from? You're running away from yourself. And do you understand the longer and harder you run, the more you're hurting yourself. Because with trauma, what I've noticed is that unhealed trauma, no matter what it was, no matter how horrific it was, we still find a sort of comfort in it. And what I mean by that is, so me for example, my father left when I was somewhere between nine and 11, he left. He told me, don't call me. I'll call you. What kind of shit is that to tell your child? Anywho, he left. This caused abandonment traumas within me. So, from that point on, looking back now, of course, at that time I didn't know. But I attracted those guys who would leave me, who would use me, and then leave because, or I would expect it, or, you know, self-sabotage, because I'm expecting it. This is what I know. I know you're going to leave. So leave. I'm just waiting on you to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like that's my response to the trauma. And that's not good, of course. I was never going to find what it was I truly wanted responding that way. And then... As I got older, with my twin flame, I'll just use that because, of course, that's the most intense form of love I've ever experienced. Um, it's scary. And even everyday romantic love, it's scary. To me. But I didn't realize that it was scary. I just knew I wanted it. But when faced with it, I run. I self-sabotage. Because it's foreign to me. I don't know what this is. I don't know what to do with it. I'm scared that if I allow myself to feel these feelings, if I allow you into my heart, You're going to hurt me. So that's literally what my expectation was when it came to love. Is that basically, I'm looking for you to hurt me. I'm waiting. That's no way to live. That's no way to love. 
and we find a comfort in those traumas. Because it still hurts, but I know this hurt. I'm, I'm prepared for this hurt. I don't even allow myself to feel honestly. Not emotionally. I know I like this person. They like me too. But I don't allow you to get too close. Because now that's a pain I don't ever want to feel again. But if I keep you at arm's length, if I keep you at arm's length, you know, that way I can see it coming. So (laughs) I'll just dip off, you know, before it happens, save myself the heartache. That's being comfortable in your trauma. But you don't realize it's trauma at the time, of course. (sighs) And when you're constantly running, you're constantly on the move and unable to sit with yourself. You're avoiding those feelings that hurt and I understand because some of that shit hurt bad yo I mean really really bad and I understand but it's best if you sit and work on it and heal it like I said some shit takes a counselor you know a shaman or whomever you feel comfortable with going to hell some people go to tarot readers you know um but don't keep running learn to sit with yourself it's nothing wrong sitting with yourself when you sit with yourself although it hurts like hell i know because you're going to relive those moments so that's why i say for i know some traumas are you know, worse than others that 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 experience is something that I can't speak on because I don't I don't have that experience. But I do understand that that shit hurts. It's scary because like I said, you're ultimately reliving that moment. And it can be very, very triggering. So that's why I say if it's something that's really deep, very hurtful, if it's the sexual assault, um, sexual abuse, you know, the molestation, rape, physical, mental, emotional abuse, things that are just, you know, you know, it takes you somewhere that you don't need to be then you need to seek professional help so that you have someone there to guide you and give you give you steps towards healing that you know you know you you know that you will be somewhere safe you know that you are with someone you know who is safe who is there to help you So I do understand that. Don't think I'm telling you to sit here with yourself and it's some triggering stuff. 
you know, it's some shit that, um, you know, because some people, it can be so bad that they have a physical, you know, reaction by that. I mean, like they'll literally, you know, ball up in the fetal position or it'll do something to their mental. That's what I mean. So. Don't think I'm just saying, telling everybody that you you need to sit with yourself. But I'm not saying that. But you do need to heal and be self-aware of your actions, reactions, and behaviors. And understand, learn where they came from and how you can fix it. Because just saying, that's just how I am. Or, oh, that's just how they are. That doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it okay. Not and not one bit. So if you need that counselor, the therapist, please seek that help. But don't keep hurting yourself. I know we all had some fucked up childhoods for the most part, in one way or another. Whether it was abuse, abandonment in one way or another, emotional abandonment, physical abandonment. You know, you just grew up in a toxic ass family, you know, they just always negative or some shit. We all have it. So don't ever feel that you are alone. Now, there are, like I said, I I can't speak on sexual abuse or abuse in any form, physical, mental. Now, my parents did some things that were fucked up or, um, you know, it was just toxic, you know, but that was what they knew. That's all that they knew. But it fucked them up and now it's fucked me up. Now I have to heal it. Because I refuse to pass that on to my son. And and, then that's another way of another um, area where self-awareness comes into play. Because some of the ways or some of the things that my mom did when I was a child, I didn't, of course, like them as a child. You know, it's that, oh, well, I ain't going to never do that to my kids. But then when you grow up and actually have kids, you find yourself doing the same shit, Right? But being self-aware means, okay, I just told my child to, I just told my child to shut the fuck up in a very aggressive tone, a very demeaning tone, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, that wasn't cool. And it's okay as a parent to go to your child And sit them down and say, you know what? I apologize. That was not very nice or loving of me to say that to you. And then I go on to explain... Like, for instance, my son, when he was younger, and I would pick him up from school. And, you know, when you pick your kid up from school, they get in the car. Mommy, 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 right? Just fly off the handle as soon as they close that damn door. Sitting in the back seat. Just go in on you, okay? And you're tired from work. 
you know, all the commotion at work, the people calling your name at work, you just tired. And then your child gets in the car, they even want they can't wait to see you. And they get in the car and they're just talking, 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 talking. And you're like, shut up, right? Now I didn't I don't recall ever telling my child shut up, but I would be not so kind. I'm trying to think because I'm like, I'm trying to even think of how I would react or what I would say. It's just like, Julian, just leave me alone. You know, that kind of thing. Would you please be quiet? Type thing. That's not very nice. Right? Because all he's just excited to see me. Right? He, he's just happy to see his mama. <laughs> and go home, finally. So, being self-aware, I realized that that's not very kind. He doesn't deserve that. He's just excited to see you. You know, so I had to find a way where I wasn't so explosive and I had the patience and the time to listen to what he wanted to tell me. Right? So, and it may not work for everybody, and some people might think it, they still might think what I said was, um, I'm sorry, what my um, solution was, was not, you know, they might not. But, anywho, it works for my son and myself. So, when I realized this, that I'm going off on him. Or, you know, yeah, going off on him for no reason. I sat him down and I said, listen, baby. I know that you're excited to see mommy. And you're ready to tell me about your entire day, right? As soon as you get in the car. I said, but listen. When mommy comes to pick you up from school, she's tired. Right? And... Sometimes, you know, depending on how your day went, you might be aggravated, irritated, agitated, pissed the fuck off, you know? So I told him, <laughs> I didn't go into all that, but you know, I just told him, you know, when mommy gets off work, she's tired, right? So I need a minute because I would have to fight through traffic to get to him. And it's always a traffic jam. Going to work and coming home from work. And then I got to pick you up. And you're going straight into. Mommy, 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 mommy. So I explained it to him as best I could. And I made sure that he understood. And I said, when I pick you up. I get that you're excited. And you want to tell me. You know. But one. Slow down. You know, because he's literally just, bleh, you know, just word vomit. Just, it's all coming out. And I'm like, okay, baby, slow down. That's number one. Number two, give mommy a minute. Because even it got to a point where, okay, he was going to a school close to home so he could take the school bus home. I didn't have to pick him up. But I would have to still fight that same traffic, come home finally, because it was already a 45-minute to an hour drive home. And then in that, I'm sitting in traffic, traffic, and then I come home, I'm exhausted at this point. So I just need to lay down, you know, get a minute and breathe, catch my breath, rest my mind. You know, if you're a parent, I know you know, I know, um... So for me, I need a minute when I come home. So I explained to him, listen, give mommy a minute. Give me about 10, 15 minutes to just unwind for a minute. That way I can give you that attention. That way I can listen to what you're saying. And I won't, you know, explode at you. For something, again, that's not his fault. 
he's just excited to see me. He's a child. <laughs> you know, he's six, seven years old. That's He doesn't deserve me going off. So at that time, that was the best solution, was to sit him down and talk to him and say, listen, baby, mommy need a minute, okay? Because I'm tired. You know, I didn't go into the halls. People calling my name at work and all this. I'm just, I'm tired. And for me, I need quiet. I need quiet and I need a minute to unwind before I come home and deal with the household. You feel me? I got to mentally prepare myself. I need to unwind, decompress from the bullshit at work and mentally prepare myself for home. Because now I've got to help him with homework. got to get dinner on the table and get him ready for tomorrow to do it all again. And after that conversation with him, he understood and he respected that. And I respected him as well. I, he gave me that time to decompress. And I gave him that time to spill everything. You know, tell me about his day, his friends, what happened, da 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 whatever it is he needed to tell me. He now had that the floor. I now he now has the floor. Right? So that's what I mean by being self-aware. It's not always about the childhood traumas. It's just simply sometimes just expressing what you're feeling and and, and, and I'm sorry, and, and being aware of how you're reacting to others, how you're reacting to yourself. You know, is um, being a mom, being a woman, you know, a wife. I'm not a wife, but I'm just speaking on, you know, being a wife, you're, you're, you, you, especially being feminine, you're putting others before yourself because, of course, you want to nurture others. You want them to feel good. You want to know they're taken care of, they're fed, clothed, you know, warm, you roof over their head. You're trying to make sure they got their doctor's appointments, clothes washed, uh, homework's done, house is clean, dinner's cooked clothes put away or in the laundry you know you're doing all of this and you're ignoring yourself you have to be self-aware and say okay I'm ignoring myself I'm making sure everybody else is good now I need to take time to make sure I'm good this is being self-aware at least this is how I define being self-aware and there are I'm sure many other examples of being self-aware these are just some things you know because of the conversation on twitter that i had um you know that i used as an example there's nothing wrong with being self-aware i know it can hurt i know it can suck because sometimes you look at what you did and you like, you ain't shit for that. You really want shit for that. You know what I mean? And it's okay. Because listen, it's just you. <laughs> you know? It's better to sit with yourself and tell yourself you ain't shit. Than to have somebody else come to your face and tell you you ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like, it still hurt. But not like somebody else coming to you and say you ain't shit. <laughs> and you be like, oh, well, fuck you too then. You <laughs> if that makes sense. You know, I've done some things. I'd be like, you ain't shit. You want shit for that. <laughs> it's okay. You telling this to yourself. But correct that behavior. You feel me? So that's what I wanted to come and talk about tonight. I wanted to come and talk about it while it was still fresh on my mind and while I was still inspired by what was said today. And because it's like, well, damn, I didn't think it was going to be that popular. You know, I didn't think people, I, I just, I just was responding to the lady, you know, like, and again, 
I'm no expert. And I'm just speaking from my experiences. You know? It's like... I'm just sharing my experience. And I didn't know so many people would relate. And they did. You know, it was just a whole bunch of that's so true. Or I had a lady, she was like, thank you for breaking that down. And I was like, oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> I, you know... You know, you just do something, you're just doing something. And then the reaction to it is like, oh, wow, okay. (laughs) That's how I am anyway. Anywho, I'm so sleepy tonight, guys. I waited till late, but I I was feeling inspired. I thought about doing it tomorrow, but I was like, I might not be as inspired. Um, the message might be a little different, you know, that kind of thing. And I wanted to do it tonight. Thankfully, I was not yawning. That's why I wanted to do it tomorrow because, um, I was yawning like every five minutes before I decided to record. But anywho, that's that. Learn to sit with yourself. Be aware of yourself and your actions, your behaviors. Stop saying, that's just how I am, or that's just who I am. That does not make it right. That's the most irritating shit in the world. That make me want to punch a nigga in the throat. You feel me? That's how that, I hate that shit. <laughs> that's just how I am. Bitch, that don't make it right. Anywho. Being self-aware. Learn to sit with yourself. Meditate. Whether it be sitting in the quiet with the music. They even have guided meditation. Excuse me. They have guided meditations. You can find them on YouTube. They even have apps. Um, I think one's called Calm. C-A-L-M is in Mary. Um... Yeah, if you need a therapist, if you'd rather go talk to somebody, whether it be a therapist, a friend, you know, someone who you can trust and you feel safe with. But talk to someone, you know, just, we just got to do better, y'all. We got to do better. Anywho, on that note, I hope y'all have a good night. I'm about to take my ass to sleep. Probably not. I'm going to watch some true crime online to y'all until I fall asleep. Um, but anywho, I will talk to you guys later. Good night.